Welcome back to the Colon Sports Show, everyone. My name is Cole Nevins, and on today's episode, I'm going to break down everything from last night's absurd NBA draft lottery, including owning up to my disproving conspiracy theory that I posted yesterday on Instagram that went into depth about why I thought the Knicks were a guarantee to get the number one pick and secure the rights to Zion Williamson, which, as we all know, did not happen. So on that note, let's get started. While most NBA fans are going to disagree with me on this, I want you guys to hear me out. The biggest winner of last night's draft lottery was Adam Silver and his league. Adam Silver, by not fixing the draft last night, may not have put Zion in New York where everyone wanted him, but he made the best move for the NBA that is going to be so super beneficial for the league. And the first part of that was that Adam Silver effectively stopped tanking for the foreseeable future by... Everyone now seeing that the new lottery format just killed every single team that tanked at the end of the season to get a better pick and higher odds. Teams are scared now, and I can guarantee you that after this year's dilemma, we'll never see another process again like the 76ers or the Knicks this year where teams are purposely losing games. To go after the number one prospect. Because if last night was any indicator. High odds are absolutely no guarantee. Of a high pick in the NBA draft. And tanking is such a huge problem. That really isn't highlighted enough in the NBA. It's so hard for players and coaches and executives and fans night after night, to watch games where players and teams are purposely not even trying. It's a horrible look on the NBA, a league that has so much going right right now, to see players not trying, which is one of the worst things that you could have in a professional sports league, let alone any league. So, eliminating tanking from the NBA is going to be such a big step forward for the league as a whole. And you're going to see the results next year when night after night, you could truly depend on watching a competitive basketball game. Especially, a little extra point right here, with the influx of gambling now, and I know gambling is just reaching a new level in the sports industry, not having tanking in it is a win for the gamblers. And you guys will really... Notice that next year, if you are a gambler, when teams are going to start trying night after night to win each and every one of the 82 games. Moving on, Adam Silver did another thing last night that I really advocated him to do in my conspiracy theory, which was to fix the NBA draft so the Knicks got the first pick. Just like the David Stern days when he fixed the draft So the Cavs got LeBron, and the Magic got Shaq and Weber, and the Bulls got Derrick Rose, and the Knicks got Patrick Ewing, 
he did what the fans wanted, David Stern, which was to get that number one pick in the most ideal place in terms of marketing and revenue for the NBA as a whole. But Adam Silver made the right choice. And he realized that manipulating his powers for the sake of the fans to have Zion Williamson in Madison Square Garden, as cool as it would have been, especially as a Knicks fan, it would have been a terrible look on his part. And I give him a ton of credit for standing up for himself and saying, let's play this lottery out and whatever happens, happens. But I'm going to be absolutely no part of manipulating my league unfairly so the fans can have what they want. He really cares about the integrity of this game. The NBA is Adam Silver's life. And to be honest, this is going to be huge for the NBA because not as the tanking issue being eliminated, as I talked about before, plus now having New Orleans and Memphis picking one and two, adding potentially or very likely Zion and Morant to those two teams will dig the two worst marketing teams and teams in terms of viewership and revenue out of the two biggest holes in the NBA. So call me crazy right now. I know you're sick and tired of the the conspiracy theories, but this is really my last one. Maybe Adam Silver said that he wanted to put a fix in to make sure New Orleans and Memphis had the top two picks so we can stop the tanking and at the same time get those two teams out of a huge hole in terms of what I said before, which was viewership and revenue by getting them two unbelievably marketable players in Zion and John Morant. You know what? Maybe they, need, maybe they needed this more than the Knicks, and I think they really did to get those two guys. Maybe Adam Silver has an inside knowledge that the Knicks are going to get KD and Kyrie. As I said yesterday, it is not as hard as people think to manipulate the NBA draft lottery. And I'll stand by that point no matter what. It's a matter of integrity and just guilt of doing it. But it's so easy for the NBA to do what's best for the league and find a scenario where they can fix the NBA draft lottery for the better of the league. But regardless of all these points and any conspiracy theory, Adam Silver did the right thing tonight. And NBA fans are going to be very happy down the road when tanking is abolished for good and every team is competitive. And I really think that those two influences will be seen throughout the next few decades of professional basketball. Moving on now, let's talk about the Pelicans and Zion Williamson after they secured the number one pick in last night's NBA draft lottery. Look, it sucks for the fans that Zion Williamson is going to have to play in New Orleans, a city where basketball is second fiddle 
and also a city with a team that has ruined the talent like Anthony Davis and has just been truly incompetent over the past decade. Though, all this considered, it's not the end of the world because I strongly believe that New Orleans is flipping their franchise from upside down to right side up. Adding new executives like GM David Griffin and other prominent leadership figures is going to be huge for the franchise. And I think it's going to become a competent franchise. And that's going to be huge for the city because this is a city where basketball was truly dying. And you saw with the revenue and the marketing, basketball was not and will never be, as I said before, the prime sport in the city. It's Saints country. Though, it is a city full of a ton of passionate fans that will really rally behind the team if they have a committed player like Zion Williamson coming into the league in a front office that they know is going to try and make this team into a winner. The Pelicans are really in good shape. Between already having a guy like Drew Holiday, who's already a star in this league, and one of the most underrated players in basketball, and having a guy in Anthony Davis, who I don't think is staying at all. I think he already made it clear that he wants to go. And no matter how much David Griffin tries, I don't think Anthony Davis is going to budge. I think he already burned a bridge with New Orleans. They can get a ton, and I mean a ton, back for Anthony Davis. So, it's not just Anthony Davis and the Pelicans right now. It's potentially four or five valuable young players on the same timeline in terms of age as Zion Williamson who they can build the team around. And I'm just going to mention this right now. Any rumor or talk about Zion Williamson not going to the Pelicans is ridiculous. Look, he was in the heat of the moment last night when he got picked, when the Pelicans got the number one pick and he expected to go to the Knicks. He wanted to go to the Knicks and he didn't get what he wanted. But Zion's type of character is not the guy who would baby out of this situation just because he's not in the Knicks. He's going to man up and deal with it and he's going to find out that he actually ended up in as in New Orleans being not a bad consolation prize compared to New York. Another key point before I end this segment is that players are going to be attracted to Zion in the future. And maybe even this summer. Zion is such a good team player. We saw that at Duke. For example, letting a guy like RJ Barrett take the show sometimes. And he's a guy who just is a very lovable guy. And that's why, that's why he's getting so much hype right now. I think that's the number one reason more than any talent he has. He's such a player that can just magnetize other guys to him. And I think it's going to be huge down the road. And we're in a day and age in the NBA where players are not going to care as much about the market and care more about who's playing on their team and winning and building legacies. And New Orleans, again, is not a terrible city to play, to be in as long as the franchise knows and executes a competent front office 
I think they'll be fine. And I think everything for Zion and the Pelicans are trending up in the near future. Next up is the Knicks. I'm going to start with the bad first. It's a very big deal that we didn't get Zion Williamson. And I'm going to keep saying that. It sucks, but I'm going to keep saying that. Because no matter what anyone says, or no matter what way someone tries to take this outcome of getting the third pick, it's, it's a negative outcome. Because Zion Williamson is going to be such a great player in this NBA. He fits perfectly into the modern NBA. He's a guy that is already so polished for a collegiate athlete coming into the NBA on and off the court. And a guy who will be so determined to fix any potential flaws in his game. It's a big strikeout for the Knicks right here. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But Knicks fans need to sit back and realize that Missing out on Zion is not the complete end of the world. It sucks, and it's going to suck because he's going to be amazing. But the Knicks are in such a good spot right now, and I can't stress it enough. And there's so many reasons, and I'm going to run down it right now. First and foremost, no matter what anyone says, the Knicks have an extremely level-headed front office that has legitimately not made a mistake since taking over for, for Phil Jackson. And I'm really confident that our front office is going to execute the biggest offseason in Knicks history this summer flawlessly with all the pieces and opportunities they are given. And going along with that is the coaching from David Fisdale. While X's and O's wise, he may not be the best coach in the NBA, in terms of the culture, I'll strongly argue that he is the best players coach and culture coach in the NBA because from hearing interviews and reports coming out of New York, every single player, despite enduring a season full of legitimate tanking, wants to be back on the team next year because they love the environment that they were in and they're so excited for what this team has going forward. And that's a huge point for the Knicks. And that's going to attract not only the big fish in the pond, but some of the smaller guys that are going to be so necessary for filling out a potential potential championship contender. Second matter of business is that the Knicks avoided a complete catastrophe last night in the draft. Going into the draft, many said one would be phenomenal, two would be upset, three kind of like two, and anything under three, because the Knicks could have only gotten four or five outside of one, two, or three, would have been an absolute nightmare. And they are completely right, because after Zion, John Morant, and RJ Barrett, who the Knicks are projected to now get at number three, the drop-off is massive. So the Knicks should be so fortunate that unlike the other teams that fell down in the draft with the 14% odds for the number one pick, they secured a top three pick 
And that top three pick, whether they use an R.J. Barrett, a guy that's really growing on me because I think he can be a great player in this league if he's put in the right system and he's playing inspired. But this pick can also be a huge asset if the Knicks want to go after Anthony Davis, along with all the assets they already have in at their disposal. At first, I wasn't a huge fan of advocating the idea of trading for Anthony Davis, who's on an expiring deal and having to give up a ton of prospects and pieces for him. But if it's for the sake of competing now, securing the rights to Anthony Davis before the Pelicans potentially make a trade with another team where Davis is going to sign an extension, such as Boston or Los Angeles, the Knicks can secure him and that move prior to free agency can secure for a fact Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving if somehow the Knicks aren't 100% sure they're already getting them, which I think they are, but let's say they're not. Getting Anthony Davis is an absolute must if they don't know for sure that Durant and Kyrie are committed to coming to the Knicks 100% come July 1st. And going back to RJ for a second, I think he's going to be a great player in this league. He will be no Zion. I'm going to say that right now. No matter what anyone says, I do not think he'll ever live up to Zion. And I think they'll be compared throughout their entire careers, both coming out of Duke and both being top prospects in the entire country. But RJ's going to play with a huge chip chip on his shoulder. Being the quote-unquote second fiddle or the Scottie Pippen at Duke for Zion, I'm sure pissed him off. And coming into the NBA now, he wants to make a name for his own, not just the second fiddle for Zion Williamson. He wants to be R.J. Barrett, and he has the talent to do that. So I'm very excited to see how... Barrett Fares in the NBA. To cap off the show, let's go let's go over a few other notes from last night's draft lottery. Starting with the Lakers, a team that jumped up from spot 11 to spot 4, which is always a great thing to move up 7 spots, but it's not as amazing as everyone's making it sound, considering the drop-off between pick three and four, which you're going to hear about a lot, but it's completely true how big that drop-off is. So before Laker fans get all excited over it, it's better than 11, but it's certainly not as good as number three, which is only one spot ahead as opposed to seven. And that's going to be huge if they want to make a last-ditch effort to trade for Anthony Davis, despite the fact that I don't think the Lakers have any chance considering the damage that was done at the trade deadline this past season. And one other note from last night, the Cavaliers, the Suns, the Bulls, and the Hawks all slid down from their dreams of getting a top one through three pick in this draft as all four of those teams Came out, the, came out of the night very disappointed, but 
Despite not getting a high pick in this draft, all four of those teams, in my opinion, are heading in the right direction. Level-headed front offices, really good young prospects and players on their team for the future. Those teams are in very good shape, and they really can't let a draft lottery kill all their hope going into the future. So that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed. I really had to get a lot out, but I'm happy I took a very professional approach to a situation that I was not happy about that my conspiracy was proven wrong. But in the end, I think it's going to be great for the NBA, as I said earlier. And while I'll have to deal without Zion as a Knicks fan, I'm very confident that going into tip-off of 2019-20 season, the Knicks are going to be talked about as a championship contender.